Alright, so I'm super excited about this one. I think this one is going to be iconic. I think this one is going to be legendary. It'll withstand the test of time. I have a proud Aggie alumni on the call. Um, so this call is going to be really near and dear to uh, both me and my guest. Uh, I'll let Brandon do a bit of his own introduction, but just to kind of hype him up a bit, uh, Brandon is super talented, super smart. Um, he's a go-getter, super active in all of his decisions, and um, and he uh, definitely inspires not only me, but everyone around him. He's a family man and just an overall great guy. Uh, today on, the, on this episode of the Thousand Miles of Melanin podcast, we're going to talk to Brandon uh, specifically about being black and being in technology. And we have a lot of questions. We have a lot to discuss, uh, but he's the right man for the job. Uh, fantastic guy and a good friend of mine. So Brandon, if you don't mind, for our travelers, that's what we call the listeners for the podcast, for our travelers who are tuned in and super excited, do you mind kind of telling them who you are? Um, just give them a little bit of your journey, and uh, you can even kind of break down what long software is, too. I think that'd be a good uh, good talking point right off the get. Yeah, thanks, Jawari. Uh, you know, first off, I appreciate you for having me on the show today, and um, I think you have done a phenomenal job. I think that uh, introduction was awesome. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, as you said, my name is Brandon Long, a uh, software engineer, uh, originally from Stone Mountain, Georgia. I recently graduated from North Carolina A&T State University, Aggie Pride, about two years ago with a computer science degree. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm a full-time software engineer as well as the co-owner with my wife of a business we recently launched called Long Software. And uh, what we do with that is we work with small to medium-sized businesses to build web and mobile applications as well as maintain them and host them for them. Um, so if you guys, you know, are interested in building your own mobile app or your website for your new business, definitely check us out at longsoftware.io. Okay. Okay. You know, we're going to throw a few of those plugs throughout the podcast. So if you're listening, <laughs> I hope you're excited. By the end of this, you're going to end up checking out his website. Um, but we're going to go ahead and get started. Brandon, the first thing that I wanted to talk about with you uh, was the relationship between us, our culture, black people and technology. And I wanted to throw it all the way back, right? As I was kind of writing notes for this for this episode, I thought back to a presentation I did when I was in middle school about Garrett Morgan and about how he had invented, uh, he patented and invented not only the traffic signal, but um, early, uh, basically early versions of the gas mask and and the technology that would eventually become the gas mask, plus, plus a whole bunch more. And it had me thinking about the historical connection between us and technology, about how we've always had really creative ideas. We've always been problem solvers um, and we've had a relationship with technology. But I want you to tell me more about maybe how you got interested in technology. What's that relationship look like? How early did it start for you? Um, kind of kind of introduce us to a little bit more of that world. Yeah, no, this is a really, really great topic you bring up. Um, so, you know, looking back at the life of Brandon, little Brandon, right? So, you know, as, as a kid, for me, my goal was to be actually an architect, right? Um, the idea of structures and buildings were very interesting to me. And you, you'd find me with the typical, you know, Legos or Kanex, I think they were called, you know, just building different types of uh, structures. And um, I think it was around junior, sophomore year of high school when I realized that there's software that architects use and 
how they use that to, to basically do their job in every way. And from there, I started doing more research and just realized that software is not only changing that industry, but just about every job you can think of is, is touching or utilizing software. And, um, you know, at the time, I didn't know anything about coding. I didn't know any software engineers, but I was really good at math. And they always said, hey, if you're good at math, you're probably good at software engineering or computer science. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I just took that and ran with it. You know, I, I didn't realize how much I would love the field. At the time, I just knew it was something that could make me a lot of money and that was going to touch every part of the world. Um, and so, you know, from there, I went to A&T and it, it, just, it just took off from there. Um, but, you know, I, th I think it all just began with thinking back to that idea of being an architect. You know, I just switched, you know, what I was building. I wasn't building structures. Now I'm building technology, building software without actually without actually being physical items, if you will. So it's, it's all virtual. So it, it's still the same area. It's just different tools and different products that I'm putting together. Man. And uh, I wanted you to kind of now that we know, like how you got started, I wanted you to actually kind of talk a little bit more of your thoughts about some of the stigmas uh, that we face kind of as the black community when it comes to tech. Um, in my personal opinion, I have seen uh, a bunch of kind of the older generation feel apprehensive um, and kind of hands off when it comes to technology. And then for the younger generation, I think that we are very hands on. But I do think a lot of us has to start kind of asking ourselves, uh, do we kind of fall into the consumer bucket or the producer bucket um, mm -hmm. as, as, as far as how we relate to technology? So if you could give kind of some of your thoughts on maybe both generations, the older and the younger, and maybe what you feel as though would be steps forward for both generations when it comes to comes to being interacting and interfacing with technology. You know, when you talk about the older generation, I immediately think back to when my grandfather was here and I would walk by him looking at my phone and he'd be like, you know, are you looking at a mirror? Why are you looking at yourself? <laughs> you know, the, he, he had no idea what I was holding in my hand. And, and there was such a gap there um, between his generation and ours and, and how, how interested we are into technology and into, you know, what's new, what's coming, what's the latest. And so I, I can definitely agree. I think there is a, a, a huge difference between our ancestors or our previous generations and how they may not have been so for technology. And if they were, mm -hmm you know, they were so, I guess, realizing how other cultures were taking it and, and utilizing it for power that they were anti or against it. Um, whereas mm -hmm. now, I think in order for us as, you know, as African Americans to, to kind of, you know, defend ourselves and to make ourselves as equals, we have to realize that that's a space that we can't be afraid of as makers or to be makers. Um, and so, you know, when you bring that question up, are we are we just consumers or are we actually producers? We definitely have to be both. Um, and that's the only way that there's going to be some sort of equality, if, if that's ever a thing, um, is to have us on both ends of that spectrum. You know, if you want to if you want software, if you want technology to be made for you, you have to be on the making end of that as well. Yeah, you have to have a seat at the table. You have to be in the room. Um, decisions get made all the time. I remember listening to a podcast myself and um, it was uh, this team who was trying to create a charging station and they were trying to discover like what shape of the station that they wanted to build. Um, but uh, the the woman who was in the room, she was actually a black woman. She had proposed that uh, they actually had um, 
design it to sh be shaped like a bowl because she would imagine that coming straight from home. I forgot the type of electronics that it was charging, but she was like, she just imagined people kind of walking in the door, kind of dropping the items right in the bowl and then moving forward. And that that particular item, it did really well when they actually brought it to market. And so it just kind of that that signaled a light bulb in my head that like, hey, um, you know, it it's it's cool to use technology. It is, it's very cool to appreciate it. But along with that appreciation. Right. I love how you said you have to be both a consumer and producer along with it. It's really awesome to get in the room and get your hands dirty, too. Right. 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 Oh, for sure. I I listened. I, I had a quote that I wanted to run by you. And I got this quote from one of my mentors. He said, and it ties perfectly into um, kind of the last message that you left off with. He said that technology was the great equalizer. And he mm -hmm. felt as though, um, especially for us as a people to leverage our creativity, to leverage our situations, um, to le leverage our experience, and then build tools that make the world better. Technology is that thing for us. It's the golden goose. And so do you kind of feel, would you, would you say you're an advocate for that statement too, that technology is the great equalizer? I think it's definitely a big aspect of it. Um, but I think you need to also ensure that moral is, is a part of that too, right? Um, you know, a lot of a lot of companies or a lot of people in general take technology and just look at it from the monetization side of it, but they don't look at it morally and saying, "Hey, is this the right thing to do?" Um, there's a lot of there's if there's a, if there's a way to put it, there's and I, I would say there's such thing as a good technology, there's a bad technology, um, and so if we're focusing purely on the bad side of technology, then I don't see that as an equalizer, right? There's always going to be some off balance there. But when you look at things that are good about technology and you're using it for good and you're using it in a way that's um, that's morally right, you know, I think that can definitely be an equalizer. What is one of your what's one of your favorite apps that you like to use just on a day to day basis, whether it's a mobile or web app? Favorite app? Um, <laughs> I guess th there's a few. Um, if if I didn't have some sort of mail app, I'd be kind of lost. So that's definitely going to have to be a top. Um, but I as as um, what's the word I'm looking for? It, as hilarious as it may seem, you know, Instagram is probably my the first app I look at in most cases, right. and one of the last yeah. apps I look at. And only because although there is a lot of extra nonsense there, there's also some good there because I can also get to check in on people that I care about. Um, that I don't get to see every day. Um, so I would definitely put Instagram at the top. Beyond that, there's another app that I use every day, and that's Smart News. And it, I just love how it aggregates content from multiple sources and categorizes it um, based on the genre or the topic. So I think those are probably my top three, Mail, Instagram, and uh, Smart News. Okay, okay, cool. And so as we're kind of wrapping up uh, this segment, uh, Brandon, I, I asked everyone who's a guest on the show, what advice would they give for a listener, one of our travelers who is listening to this episode? They're super inspired. They, they're like, you know what? I'm going to get involved with technology. I'm going to figure out what my place is in technology. Um, what advice would you give that person if they're getting ready to get started today, right after listening to this episode? Immediate advice. Um, so I've always been the person of, you know, learn to code if you can. Um, but 
don't feel like you're obligated to. It's not the only journey to technology. Um, you know, get the experience if you can and try to grasp it if, if you really can. But at the bare minimum, expose yourself to the resources that do exist. There's so many free resources out there that at this point, I don't think that there's much of an excuse for us not to be on that producer side of the spectrum. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Brandon Long, phenomenal Aggie and an all around great guy. Brandon, we so appreciate you for being on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. And all right. So now we're just going to 